So I was, I don't know how to explain this. I've got something God wants me to talk about. I don't exactly know what it is, but he's going to fill in the gaps for me. So we're just going to leave it at that. Um, turn to Matthew for me. We'll go to 13. Verse 30. And this is uh, Jesus says, he put another parable before them, and this is the disciples, and he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that the man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is larger than all of the garden plants becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make a nest in its branches. That's 30, ver- uh, 30 through 32, excuse me, 31, sorry. So, it made me start to think about that. You know, it, I'll get into the other mustard seed in a second, but it talked about, Jesus said, he goes, the, the farmer sows that mustard seed, and it turns into a um, tree if you don't cut it down. Um, you guys ever had mustard grass grow in your field or your yard or anything like that? And it, it, um, I started to wonder about that you know you always talk about mustard seed faith and all that stuff and you know you always hold up the little speck on your finger and it's like oh it takes that much faith and so i was like okay so what was jesus referring to when he was talking about this and um i was going to give uh mustard and cups for every one of you to eat today but i thought you know what that's a little uh i i, I won't give you that so um i have dijon mustard gray poupon if you guys want it later so um <laughs> But I was, so I started to, to look up what mustard seed was, and, and there's a, a, a couple of different varieties, and, but it's a different um, type that the U.S. has that the Middle East has. And I'm not going to go into the varieties of different mustards that you guys may or may not like, but the mustard seed, if you take a one-acre crop, one-acre piece of land, and you plant mustard seed on it, one acre can produce one ton of seed, which produces 1,900 pounds of mustard flour, which produces 10,490 pounds of wet mustard, which produces 47,600 jars of mustard. For all you hoarders that have extra mustard, you'll never run out. Um, But I started to think about that, and I'm like, okay, so you can take one acre, which is the same size as my, my piece of uh, land that I have, and I said, if I planted that much, I could produce that much mustard. I would have to store it all in my garage and give it away to people. But it made me really start to think, what, how powerful is that tiny seed? How powerful is one acre of property that produces that much? And it... it, it it made me think of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is vast, but it doesn't look vast to when we're looking at it. It looks like a mustard seed. But one mustard seed planted can produce more seed. And so I thought about this. You know, when the mustard is planted on one acre, it just doesn't produce 1,900 pounds. It's two tons 
ground down produces 1,900 pounds. 1,900 pounds produces 10,000 pounds. How quickly does it multiply when it's properly used? How quickly does the kingdom of God multiply when we apply it and live it in our lives? How quickly will it grow in our lives? You guys can turn here, you don't have to, but Matthew 17, and this is a pretty common scripture, and it says, this is talking about Jesus when he heals the boy with a demon, and 17 verse 14 says, and then he came to the crowd, and a man came up to him, kneeling before him, said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for his seizures, for he has seizures, and he suffers terribly, for often he falls into the fire, and often into the water, and I brought him to your disciples, and they cannot heal him. And Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I going to be with you? How long am I going to bear with you? Bring him to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately, note that word, privately, and said, uh, why couldn't we do it? Why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, because your faith is little. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible. That's a pretty powerful scripture. So if Jesus said, grain of a mustard seed, sorry, I don't have any pictures for you today. I was going to try to find mustard seed, but you know how hard it is to find it, you know, um, that and I didn't really look hard. Um, Seeking you shall find. I didn't seek that hard to find it. So, um, But a grain of mustard seed is smaller than a pinhead. Think of a peppercorn, a peppercorn and think of less than half the size of that. Jesus says, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could tell this mountain. So what is he telling his disciples? But he said this to them privately. He didn't rebuke them openly and say, oh, by the way, you suck. You don't have faith for this. That's why the kid was still suffering with a demon. That's, they came to him and said, we don't know what to do. Why did it not work for us? And Jesus is like, you have to have faith this size. If you had faith this size, that's pretty small. If it takes that size faith to move a mountain what size was theirs to not cast out a demon out of this boy hey what do you know there we go that's why i love jordan i had the exact same picture just thought yeah i forgot to get it but i do have mustard free mustard for y'all afterwards no i'm just kidding um but Jesus was telling them, and they, he said this to them privately. If you look, there's a few times Jesus rebuked his disciples openly. The one time they're like, hey, just cast down fire and we'll just burn the city up. And he's like, you're morons. And then there's other times he's like, hey, let's have a little conversation. I'm going to teach you on faith. When Jesus had these private conversations with his disciples, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to rebuke them to correct them. He was rebuking them to correct them to teach them how to do it properly that's why they were called disciples when they were called disciples he was teaching them and after he went after his death burial and resurrection his transfiguration back into heaven he 
called them apostles because he said, you're teaching, I've completed my teaching with you. Now you go and do what I've asked you to do. So Jesus did this privately with them. He said, hey, your, your faith is not where it should be to move this mountain. Some translations say, um, or not some translations, different uh, gospels say a tree. Um, some say, um, um, I think it was a mulberry tree, if I remember correctly. But faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. I believe that to be true because Jesus said it. We saw him do things, or his, excuse me, his disciples saw him do things that they had never seen before. They saw, um, can you imagine standing there with a, a man who's possessed with demons and watching them go from the man to the pigs and watching the pigs run down a hill and drowned? That would, that would freak you out at first a little bit, not make you not want to eat pork, and then be like, holy cow, he's powerful. But Jesus didn't just do abnormal things. He did normal things that had happened in the Old Testament, but he did it in a, in a greater light so the people that would see that who, he, that who he was was evident in what he did. Mustard does not become the aromatic condiment that it becomes with out doing something to it. You don't just put, take mustard seeds, pour them on a sandwich, and go, mmm, this is good. <laughs> um, I was reading a little bit on the history of mustard, and it was, yeah, don't, sorry, I know, super nerdy there. Yeah, it was, oh, it was a great book, all 600 pages of it, no. Um, it was in a flip book, no, um, but I was reading a little bit about the mustard seed and literally the Pope in like the uh, uh, 1500s set up a position in the Vatican for him to be a professional mustard maker for him. They called it, a, they called it the bitter wine. And I was thinking about this. If, if a mustard seed was that important that the Pope literally said, hey, I'm going to have a guy that just makes mustard for me. And his name was Dijon. So, um, yeah, that's, I'm not lying, not lying to you guys. Um, how important is it when Jesus is talking about it? Not the, not the seed itself, but, but the, the parable within that seed that Jesus is talking about. It doesn't become mustard until it is broken open and mixed with a liquid to activate the oils inside of it. So Jesus says, mustard seed faith. You need to have faith like a, like a mustard seed. But what do we do with it? We just hold on to it. That faith is not activated until it is mixed with something. Our hopes aren't activated until it's mixed with faith. So we spend more time hoping instead of saying, okay, I need to add something to this well, I, I, just, I hope God takes care of this for me. And God's saying, no, you need to take your hopes and mix it with a little bit of mustard seed to activate 
the faith. Take that faith, activate it with your hope so that it becomes reality. Faith is believing what you don't see is real and pulling it from the unseen realm into the realm that we have. It's pulling kingdom things into earthly things. It's pulling the kingdom mentality and the, the, the things that the kingdom has and pulling it into our natural realm and saying, okay, this is what I have through faith. So when Jesus says you need to have faith like a mustard seed, he's telling his disciples, you can't just, he's saying it, it requires something to be able to do what I did. Jesus had perfect union with his father. He knew what his father had told him to do. He knew what rights and authority he had through faith to be able to command those demons out of that kid, out of, the, out of that man into the pigs. He knew what it was. But he's telling his disciples, it takes just a little bit, a minute amount of faith to do something powerful. Our believing is simply believing until we mix faith into it. Well, I believe. I believe the sky is blue. I believe the clouds are in the sky. I believe planes are in the sky, and I believe that they're not going to fall from the sky. That's faith. Faith is believing that those planes are not going to fall from the sky because you know what is there. But our believing is simply believe is excuse me. Our believing is simply believing until we mix faith with it into releasing the Holy Spirit to work on our behalf. We have to take what our desires are, what our hopes are, and, and grind faith together. Because when we do that, it's just like making mustard. When you do that, when you grind those seeds, add some liquid to it, it becomes something powerful. You take a mustard seed and it's like, mm, nothing. But when you grind it down, you make mustard out of it, it's pungent, it's strong, it's, it has a, a powerful taste. So our beliefs have to be, that's why Jesus said, believe, have faith, mash them together, and it becomes powerful. Quit just saying, well, I just hope it happens. Jesus, like, it does, the kingdom of God is not based on hopes. The kingdom of God is based on faith. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. So he's saying, take a little bit of it, mash it together, and you're going to please me. It took faith to believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins and we accepted him, so we have some faith. We're given a, a, a measure of faith, every one of us. But Jesus is saying, increase that measure. If it's mustard seed by mustard seed, drop one in, drop one in, drop one in. Faith takes our hopes and activates and breaks open and releases God to work on our behalf because our faith without action, we can have faith. I can believe, oh yeah, I know God's going to take care of me. But God's like, you need to have something to activate that faith. It's either through prayer, it's through your, your words, your declarations, it's either through um, God requiring you or asking you to do something. He, sometimes God's going to ask you to do weird things for faith, to grow your faith and you're like i don't understand that but god's like just do it activate what i've given you i'm giving you a mustard seed now go activate it i'm giving you a little portion go activate it 
A mustard seed is small but very powerful. Um, a mustard seed tree will actually grow up to 30 feet. We see mustard grass and we think, oh, a little plant, we snip it, we cut it up, we put it in salads, we, we make stuff with it, and that's it. But left alone, it will grow to 30 feet. And it talks about, in Matthew 13, it says, he says, the birds make their nest in it. It's not just a, a, a tree that is there for harvesting. It's something there that is a, a permanency. And what happens is the birds start to use it as their home. They start to perch on it. They start to um, make it their own. And so... Our faith may be small, but when we plant faith into good soil of our hearts, it starts to grow. Our faith has to become larger. So Jesus is saying, it takes a mustard seed. Plant that mustard seed of faith, that size of faith, in your heart so it can grow. There's things that we plant and we don't see a, a fruit from them for years. There, there's... there's um, vegetables and, and trees and, and fruit that we don't see a, a harvest from it because it takes years to cultivate it. You know, like you plant strawberry plants, you might get three off there the first couple of years, but it takes years of, of, it's like raspberry bushes. You know, you get the little raspberry bush and it takes like 10 years for it to actually produce something out of it without, without uh, you know, you need, plus all the scars of trying to pick them and, and cuts and stuff like that. But um, our faith is little as it may become something bigger because it gets cultivated in our hearts if our hearts are soil that can be planted we've, we've heard the, the, the parable of the sower and it talks about how he casts seeds in the different areas but if our heart is good soil and that, and that faith goes in there the seed of faith goes in there, it starts to grow. So we, we know that little plants produce little fruit. You know, you don't always get apples off a, a, off a, a sprout like this. But when our faith grows, it starts to grow in our hearts. What happens with fruit? Fruit grows. Some of it falls off the tree. It falls on the ground. What do we do? We don't eat it most of the time if it's going bad. But what does it do? Fruit that falls from the tree goes back into the ground and produces more fruit. It also gives life to the tree that it, it fell from. So if our hearts are, are good soil, when that faith goes in and is planted in our hearts, it may not always be activated and be seen immediately, but what happens is it grows. The fruit from that falls into our heart and cultivates more. So... We can activate our faith. We can say, okay, I'm just going to take this. I'm going to activate my faith and do this. But God's saying, you know what? I want you to take it by activating you, putting it in your heart. Put it in your heart. Let it grow. You know, you can get two mustard seeds. Put one in the ground. Activate the other. But there's something powerful about a, a plant that actually feeds itself. Faith will feed itself. When, you, when something happens and you believe, you're believing God for something and, and it shows up, and you're like, holy cow, 
you're blown away. Not that you didn't believe it, but you're blown away. And it's like, man, fruit from that starts to grow. It starts to go back into your heart. And it says, man, I believe that. You know, that little thing that God does for you, you're like, man, that's awesome. Thank you, God. And then that big thing that happens, more, more faith falls off and starts to build into your heart and it starts to grow. And what happens is it becomes, a, it becomes not just a little a plant that you can harvest from, it becomes a tree. Jesus was saying that this tree is powerful because not only does it produce fruit, but it becomes a place that is permanent. Faith has to be something that is permanent in our hearts. It can't be just something, well, I have faith today and then tomorrow if I have a bad day, I'm just, I don't have faith. That's hope. Hope is, well, you know, I, I hope it happens and I hope I don't get a ticket and I hope I, I hope you didn't catch me doing 70 and a 55. And, 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 but faith is, I know what God said. I know what he's doing. And I know no matter what happens, I'm going to be taken care of because I have faith that he is who he says he is. Romans 10, 8 says, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. I looked at that scripture and I said, you know what? I'm going to take that and reverse that. Not create my own doctrine here. I just want you guys to hear this when I'm saying this. You plant faith in your heart, it will come out of your mouth and it will be near you as you cast your seeds of faith to plant and grow. What happens is, is this. Faith comes into, your, into you. You hear it by the word of God. Faith starts to grow. But what happens, is when faith, if you look at the reverse of that, what happens is when faith, you have faith, you plant faith in your heart, it will come out of your mouth and it will be near you. And as you cast your seeds of faith, they will grow. Jesus is saying you need one to start. Start with a measure of faith, but, but as your faith grows, start casting more seeds out. Because your faith can help someone else's faith. You may be believing, something for, believing for something for somebody, and their faith isn't adequate. And I'm not saying that it's, it's wrong, but their faith is not there, and you're believing for them, and God's like, you know what? Your faith is, is helping them and, and growing them. So the seeds of faith that you have, you're throwing into them. Go and say, hey, you need more. You need more. But faith is something that you don't just, you don't. There's, there's two mindsets of faith. Faith is, oh, I just, I believe. I believe that God is who he is. And, and then there's faith that is, 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 a, is a, a weapon, a tool in the kingdom of God. Faith is, well, you know, I, I believe in God and I go to church. But real faith is, this is something that is given to me. I'm going to activate it, mix it with the Holy Spirit and what God is saying he's going to do and it becomes something powerful. You can't, you can't take, how do you look at a mustard seed and not look at the kingdom of God and say, you know what, wow. If you can take one ton of mustard seed, make 1,900 pounds of flour out of it, and then make 10,000 pounds of mustard out of it, out of that small of an area, that's the kingdom of God. It's seed time and harvest. It's saying, you know what, my faith 
doesn't look like much, but when it's activated with the Holy Spirit, when it's activated, it becomes powerful. It becomes abundant. It becomes more than enough. No one needs 47,000 bottles of mustard. But when you activate your faith with the Holy Spirit, it becomes powerful. Jesus knew because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He knew that when his faith was, when he believed, his faith and the Holy Spirit were working on his behalf. We can believe, but our our believing without faith is just simply believing. You can believe that the sky is purple, like Sarah says, but it's not purple. You can believe that whatever you want to believe, if it's not true, it's not true. But God says, when you believe in me, you'll know it's true. Our faith is... Our faith is something so small, but when it's activated, when it's mixed with the right materials, when it's mixed with the right person, it becomes powerful. We can have faith in God, but not a faith that is powerful. What activates faith is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, when, we, when our faith is, is coming up and the Holy Spirit is, is, a, is working with us, it becomes a powerful tool. It's like mixing that mustard seed with an oil or a water to make it something more. We can say, well, I believe, and, and, but the Holy Spirit's like, well, activate your faith with me and watch it become something. Watch it become powerful. Let me work in your behalf. Let me, let me do something for you instead of just sitting there going, well, I hope he takes that seed and, you know, we can sit there and stare at it. Not that one, but the picture and just look at it and go, I have faith, I have faith, I have faith. But mustard is not mustard until it's ground down. Faith is not faith until it's combined with something. I can believe it. Well, when we believe what God says and we start to activate that faith, through our words. One of, the most, one of the most common things you will see in the Bible is, is faith is activated by our words. It says we need to speak the Word of God over ourselves. It says that we need to speak the Word of God. When we speak, we speak in faith. So, not activating faith is simply going, I have faith. I believe that Jesus is Jesus. He's like, yeah, I understand that. You believe me. I believe in me. But he's like, take it, what I've given you. Take that measure of faith that I've given you and, and allow the Holy Spirit to help you, to activate it with you so it can become done in your life. So if you look at Matthew 17, I'll read this real quick. Verse 14. 
actually skip to 17 for me, I'm sorry. And Jesus said, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I going to be with you? How long am I going to bear with you? Then Jesus rebukes the man. Jesus had faith because he knew what the Father had commissioned him to do. He knew what the Father had told him to do. He knew his purpose on earth and his reason for coming to earth. But when he's talking to the disciples, he says, because of your little faith, for truly I, tell you, I say to you, have faith like a grain of mustard seed. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there. Your words are powerful because you have a God that is powerful to back them up. You're speaking something that has already been spoken from the beginning of time. When you, you, you pray with someone or you're, you're um, laying hands on someone for healing, you're not just coming up with your own thing. You're, call, you're calling out something that has been since the beginning of time that is a kingdom principle of, of God. So you're saying, my faith by faith, I believe what God already said thousands of years ago. I'm going to activate that with the Holy Spirit in this moment. You're crushing up that little seed of faith and, and mixing it with the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to do the work. I don't know if you guys know this, but the whole, it, it talks about in Genesis that when God said, let there be light, it says the Spirit of the Lord was upon the face of the earth. The Holy Spirit's been creating something and doing something since the beginning of time. So, there's a, there's a, a, I don't remember where it is, but it talks about the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the arm of the Lord. It's the hand of the Lord. It's actually, the Holy Spirit is actually God's action part of the Trinity. God has no authority on earth until we give Him authority. Because he placed us on earth to rule and reign. Adam and Eve gave up authority. Jesus came back, took the authority, and now he's given it to us. So what God is, is saying is, is, you know what, you have authority, release the Holy Spirit to go do what he needs to do on the face of the earth. See, God created earth, had authority over earth, made Adam and Eve, gave Adam and Eve authority over it, and said, you know what? be fruitful, be mul multiply, rule and reign over earth. They gave it up. So when Jesus comes, he's saying, you know, I'm going to do, if you've ever heard it, they call him the second Adam. He was created to rule and reign over earth. They thought he's going to come back and he's just going to, he's going to slaughter the Romans and we're going to set up a kingdom and in Jerusalem, we're going to set up another castle and it's going to be awesome. The temple is going to be there. And Jesus was saying, no, I'm teaching you to do something because this is not a physical thing. This is a spiritual thing. This is something that you can't always see. So, when we activate our faith, we are, we are co-laborers with the hand of God, the arm of the Lord, to work on the face of the earth. Just like the, the Holy Spirit was moving and forming the face of the earth, can you imagine if you were able to see that, the earth being formed and the Holy Spirit moving over the face of the earth, forming things and, and, and working. So how much more powerful are we when we have Him working on our behalf? The Holy Spirit works on our behalf. The Holy Spirit comes and, and moves things that we cannot move. We move in a spiritual 
sense. But we can't move in the spirit. We can't physically move in the spirit. So we release with our words, but what we do is we release the Holy Spirit and ministering angels to work on our behalf. So Jesus is saying privately to them, you have to have faith just a little bit because when you do, you will say, move to that mountain it will be moved. Are they physically moving it? No, but the, the, the hand of the Lord, the angels of the Lord are moving that for them because they've activated their faith and they're commanding something that is physically there to be moved spiritually. It says, whatever you re- bind in, excuse me, whatever you bind in heaven will be bound on earth, and whatever you release in heaven will be released on earth. So he's saying, release that on earth, release your faith with the Holy Spirit on earth to move the things that you need to move. You know, it says, faith without works is dead. We can sit there and we can... You know, oh, I have faith and I have faith. But Jesus is saying, release that faith. Do something with that faith. Share it with somebody. Lay hands on somebody. Do something with it. Mustard, without something to, uh, mustard seed without something to activate it is not, nothing but a seed. You can hold on, you can have a packet of seeds in your hand. I'm going to have an apple tree. And if you don't do anything with those seeds, you're getting nothing. So Jesus is saying, don't just hold up that seed and say, oh, well, I got some mustard seed. What should I do with it? He's saying, activate that. Mix it with something. Mix it with the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can do the work on earth. Let's pray.